Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there, welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And this week it's Kate and I, um, which feels like it's been a while. Um, So we're pleased to be back together, just having a chat. Um, And we were going to talk about stress today, stress and um, a bit about neuroscience and um, the yeah the the nervous system and just uh, some of the learning that we've in, we've we've got over the kind of recent times but also just because I think everyone is feeling quite on edge at the moment and so it's super important in your kind of yeah your drinking um, recovery story to kind of look after yourself um, in stressful times so um, we're going to check in as always so hi Kate how are you doing mm, I'm okay I'm a, I'm a little bit tired today but <laughs> no nothing new there but yeah I'm all right I was going to tell you a funny story that happened to me last night go on well I went to pick up my daughter from her friend's house and when I got there it's like that tea time it's like half seven ish and it's, I mean, anyone who has that picking up from other people's houses, the, the amount of wine speak. Do you remember when we used to talk mm. about all the wine speak at the school gates? And yeah. so this is, this is a parent that I, I don't know particularly well, but my daughter and her daughter have struck up a friendship. Anyway, so I went around to pick her up and they'd given the tea and her mum made some comment about going in the kitchen to have a glass of wine. Mm. And, um, and, then she, and then she had something like, not not that I've got any left or and not and actually it's not you know not that actually I really want any anyway so that was kind of how the conversation mm. went but I thought how strange it was that that was it's still all right to mention that drug to each other yeah. straight off the back without any anyway but I said to her oh that's interesting I work in that area <laughs> And she went, oh, really? And I said, yeah, 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 I'm a, I'm a coach. I was just working on my second book about that and ended up saying, you know, and I, I said, oh, well, it sort of came around uh, as about eight years ago, you know, and, and really wanted to create positive sobriety models for, for women with a, that are non-shaming so that you can make that choice earlier to stop drinking, you know, if it's becoming a problem for you. And then I went, well, obviously not that I'm saying it's a problem for you. <laughs> And she said, oh, and I said, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, anyway, backtrack, backtrack. What did you do at the weekend? I got home and I'd said to my husband, I said, isn't it funny, though, because how, A, in the past, I wouldn't have broached that subject. Yeah, you would have been ashamed. B, I felt like, oh, gosh, I hope I didn't make, make her feel uncomfortable. And I thought, how many times have people drinkers mm. done faux pas and made judgments and made comments about people who are alcohol free for whatever yeah. reason that they don't feel bad? And I was like, wow. And it, I found that very interesting, you know, yeah. the, how the, the worm had turned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I just haven't seen anyone for so long that, uh, to have any conversations no. about it. <laughs> um, I did have a um, a conversation. Yes, we bumped into. I was picked up my kids. Well, actually, my son didn't have school yesterday, and so we went and picked up my daughter at lunchtime because they finish at lunchtime, and I took them for lunch. 
Mm. we came out of lunch and there was a woman that stopped me and she said oh excuse me have you got a mask because I want to go in the shop and I forgot I haven't got any so I was like oh yeah I think I've got one actually in the car and um and then it turned out that she was the mum of one of my, my daughter's friends and she was in the car so anyway had a a chat and um she was like oh you know what do you do and I was like oh you know I work from home like I'm a coach doing sort of various different things I said oh yeah about you she said oh you know I'm a stay-at-home mum um I've got five kids and I was like wow five kids and she was like yeah you know and I'm a I'm a pastor as well um because obviously the kids are in a Catholic school and I was like yeah oh yes yes obviously (laughs) um yes yes that's why they're at that school Mm. um okay bye-bye um bye-bye so that was my little interaction with another parent Mm. I was like oh oh right some people actually send their kids to that school for religious (laughs) reasons not because it has good good exam results um so there we go and then my my daughter was like yes it's this day today on the catholic Mm. calendar and I was like oh um, but interesting yesterday yeah yeah drove yeah. Tuesday so it would be the beginning of the feast of something wouldn't it yeah so look and listen to us we don't know what's going on the beginning mm. of the feast of something yeah it's drove Tuesday and then you isn't it the beginning of Lent it's actually? Mardi Gras isn't it yeah and then, yeah, and then so the beginning Lent. of Lent because, yeah yeah of course there um, we go we got that but interestingly um because my daughter is quite political this is hugely off topic but um they she is battling it's an interest because they've changed into that school quite recently and there's been a lot of improvements in terms of um for her academically and making friends and a couple of her friends are quite religious you know from quite Mm. sort of catholic families and there's a lot of that has been an improvement in her eyes and this is no judgment or anything this is just through our conversations um in terms of like um behavior and politeness and all that sort of stuff but huge kind of um issues around um trans rights um and homosexuality like yeah so much sort Mm. of from the kids about it um, which she's finding very difficult what um, sort of prejudice yeah and from the from the children right yeah mm. and then I mean she's she said there are like a couple of outwardly gay kids in her school mm. um but um yeah like when they're having debates in class and stuff like that she's seen a noticeable change in terms of of how people view sexuality um and Just, gender and is it not picked up by the teachers and challenged and stuff? well no because that's the problem isn't it because the they're, they're all yeah mm. so, anyway this is completely off this topic. is off topic but yeah I'm really interested because <laughs> I and we went to the local catholic school yeah for another podcast or but, another you know on the, on the other <laughs> side yeah she's doing a lot of humanitarian work and like there's a lot of kind of um focus on um community within the school mm. and you know like um poverty action and all of that sort of stuff so there's definitely mm. like more engaged in certain topics but there is a rhetoric of um old school ideas mm. uh, which she's not letting go better <laughs> yeah it's interesting though isn't it because I was thinking about 
there's another there was another significant date I got an email through from something random but it was the first of March is the night of Shiva so there's a there's a Hindu Mm. and this email was talking about Shiva being this basically fluid male and female all in non-binary non-binary god and I was like there you go that's a bit more like it you know (laughs) (laughs) there's there's so many archetypes you can choose from um and you know I know we don't have to say that but just it's just not it's not okay it's not acceptable Mm. for me for schools and to be to not be challenging this stuff and to not be inclusive yeah that's it Yes, um, the challenges of mm. of young people today. I'm actually just about to start. Well, we will actually talk about sobriety in a minute, but I'm about mm. to start. Um, we talked about her before, I think, Lisa Damore's book. Yeah. Um, and I read her first book, which is really good, called Untangled. Mm. Um, and this one is called Under Pressure, Confronting the Epidemic of Stress and Anxiety in Girls. Mm. So I will, but yeah, she's wicked on kind mm. of, just uplifting teenagers and yeah and, and I think it is I mean are. it is yeah I yeah I 100% agree I love teenagers but um but it is alcohol related really and sobriety yeah. related because if we are you know not being inclusive and not supporting and not speaking to the stress of our kids then they will you know be looking for ways to calm themselves in unhealthy ways just like we did you know yeah so, 100% yeah. yeah you're absolutely right absolutely right um yeah so um yeah did we even um, say how you so you're a bit tired but you're yeah like... but I'm, I'm okay I'm okay um yeah 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 I'm good. good I'm good yeah so we were going to talk about um a little bit about the brain today mm. um because I've been um both both of us now we facilitate uh, for the coaching academy which is amazing and we obviously do our course that we wrote and uh, train on um, for professional coaches on addictive behaviors um, but we also kind of course manage and facilitate on some of their other courses which is you know amazing um, and so I've been course managing on um, a brilliant course on neuroscience for coaching with uh, Lisa who is a brilliant trainer and Kate has studied a lot about the nervous system and and neuroscience too Um, and it was just I always remember um, a real kind of turning point for me was when I started to learn about the brain and I started to learn about how unbelievably amazing the brain was Mm. Um, and I think it came from from reading Annie Grace's book I can't remember what I was reading where I was just like oh my god like the brain is this incredible thing and then it was just like I'm putting a toxin into Mm -hmm. my brain which is harmful and it really was a pinnacle moment of me and especially obviously struggling with mental health issues depression and anxiety it was like this is one thing that I can actually do Mm -hmm. like this is an actionable step I can do for my health is take alcohol out of the picture yeah um and what we were talking about last night on the course was um you know what the brain needs for to be healthy um and interestingly just to to expand that 
um, when you talk about the brain and neurons in the brain and neuroscience, you don't you're not just talking about the brain itself. Actually, mm. the brain and the nervous system are connected, um, you know, through the spine. And actually what they know now is that you have neurons in your gut and mm -hmm. in your heart which I just think is mental. Um, so you're so not only, beautiful. yeah, not only does your brain talk to your heart, your heart mm. talks to your brain. So yeah. when you're in, so when you're in pain, um, you know, heartache, it yeah. is a physical is. pain. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. physical. Um, and again, like we talk about gut health and nutrition and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, your, your gut and talking about like mm -hmm. trusting your gut like your gut actually does talk to your brain like yeah. it actually does talk to your brain which is crazy so anyway neuroscience say that to have a healthy brain you need good quality sleep yep you need play and social connection you need downtime you need physical activity you need focused attention which you know is why kind of practices like mindfulness and being present in the moment are really important and adequate nutrition um and you know the barrier one of the main barriers to having a healthy brain is stress mm. um and so when when you're stressed um it's you know the brain and the nervous system's response to threats so you go into a fierce space um and it you know it, sh it essentially su shuts down parts of your brain to go into survival mode yeah um do you want to yeah. explain yeah i mean you know well, this. Um, no i just think that's a brilliant way to kind of you know just to just to do a simple list you know yeah. and i'm bringing us back to that point of why is this important why do we need to know about this at humans but as for sobriety is that when we're in that stress state and our brains shut down we go to those addictive behaviors to try to regulate our, our stressed out nervous system and balance our brain chemicals yeah and so it's all of that peace again which it's almost like all roads lead to this like yeah. whenever we talk about it from all of our shifting kaleidoscope of lenses that we've put things through over the mm. over the however many years we've been doing this we yeah. come back to this kind of basic physiology and how we can work with a few key principles to stay well and sober. And I find that hugely exciting that you just did that course and came up because you just reminded me again of those, those six things. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, and I just wanted to speak to that, the heart thing, mm. the heart, the neurons in the heart and the gut. Um, and I'm so pleased that now we're not, uh, you know, we're not separating out just just the brain, just the brain science, but putting it together with that nervous system regulation, that embodied yeah. uh, piece. Um, and I know that from from my own practice, my own, the, the, you know, the yoga stuff, the embodied stuff is that I now feel things in my heart. Mm. when I am sad, I used to be very, very brain shut off, you know, and then that things would take a while to process through the brain and maybe there's some journaling and all of those tools are really great but I now go I, I 
I, I feel it like I, ha- I literally have physical chest pains mm. and actually once I work them through is actually an emotion or a feeling mm-hmm. so yeah. so there's definitely been a shift um if for me personally you know mm. um, yeah you know and I, I think it's um like obviously you know through the pandemic now into a you know a highly stressful world mm crisis um you know the 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 amount of people that are in chronic chronic stress you know and again there's that difference right so stress can be useful yeah it's supposed to be a short burst you know it's Mm. supposed to it's supposed to get 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 you up and going so like it might be like getting you out of bed in the morning or it might be Mm. you know uh oh I'm going to be late you go a bit quicker or all of those things but it's supposed to be something short bursts of adrenaline cortisol or you know that's scary I'm gonna like get myself out of the situation but what we're talking about and what's very detrimental to the the body and the brain is chronic stress so it's like you're stuck in that stress response survival response response. yeah um you know which I certainly have been for the majority of my adult life um you know because of for me for because of trauma um and yeah I I guess it's like it's important for people to know and this is what you said earlier which is um before we started the call Mm. which is so important that self-care isn't selfish like it's not it's survival you know and when you look at that list it's like you need downtime it's like wow Mm. like your brain actually needs downtime for you to be healthy (laughs) yeah and all of that list is self-care yeah I think we have thankfully had a little you know it's moved away from self-care being seen as fluffy and a massage just a massage I mean who doesn't love a massage um but you know it is that all of that is comes under the the remit of self-care and I know we you know that this we we went back to our looking at our book which is love yourself sober a self-care guide to alcohol-free living for busy mothers and we're taking themes from that Mm. you know for the next few weeks and one of our big sort of talking points I guess in in the book and the frames of the book was this idea of why we need to have that self-care and so we come back to that again don't we And, and it being a radical act of of well-being of prioritizing our well-being and for very good reason for all these reasons mm. um you know and and what was I talking about in terms of um you know there's that that piece about connection with other people um oh yeah we were talking made... about the the pack um... yeah so well, I was wondering about going through and seeing how we can get some of these in in really simple ways like how can we action that that list of six the big six in and identify the ways we do it in our lives and maybe yeah some ideas yeah Yeah, and that was something I sort of you know we we talked about on the course last night because you know sleep has been a huge issue through my life and you know and sometimes with clients you know or with us it's like when we're not sleeping it's very very difficult to you know have any creative thought or have any sort of yeah progress 
um but that can be really challenging for people mm. um but it is like it's fundamental so it's like yeah. you know putting your sleep above all things um is really the first step you know mm-hmm. um so yeah it's um it's sort of respecting your rhythms it's yeah, you know nutrition hygiene yeah um and interestingly like you know your brain is super active when you sleep this is interesting because she was talking about you know, with babies and with teenagers, they need a lot of sleep mm. because actually they're learning a lot of mm. skills. Um, but we we need eight hours basically mm. as adults. Um, and yeah, it's like listening to your cues um, and and knowing that alcohol impacts your sleep, mm. um, like it impairs restoration, um, it affects your heart um it's you're not sleep you don't go Mm. into like deep sleep or you know or even REM when you've been drinking you are unconscious Mm. basically um Mm. so you're not getting qualitative sleep and that was a real key thing for me because it was like okay I might not be sleeping a lot but at least the sleep that I'm getting is Mm. actually restorative sleep yeah 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 and you can add things into that as well with things like yoga nidra if you Mm. can get to a class because if you do some yoga nidra it's 20 minutes of that I'm going to pull Mm. a statistic but it's like 20 minutes of that is worth two hours of REM or something Mm. there's some real correlation so it's I feel like I know from myself in the past and and people that I know and clients that people can get very um, anxious then about sleep. So it's it's like that cycle of I'm not sleeping and I know I need sleep. So therefore I've really worried about, and then that's impacting it. Yeah. So it's almost like, okay, well, there are certain things that I, cause you can feel really powerless and help. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, and frustrated, which makes you even more in that survival stress. So knowing certain things like that, that yoga nidra, if there's classes near you or there's the, um, app you know insight timer app it's got mm. some great yoga nidra things that i use in the middle of the night if i've been woken up by my uh by my husband snoring mm. real thing right mm. <laughs> i'm not alone yes we had a conversation about that in the community actually there was a real moment of bonding and yeah. like connection over partners snoring which was yeah. just like oh god what do you do oh right I've moved in the other room oh is that okay kind of thing yeah it's just like, um, yeah so there's so there's that the other thing that I learned recently which it is not easy in the UK but is getting easier as we're going into spring which is if you can get even five minutes of um sunshine directly looking into stopping and looking into the sun for five minutes on your pillow not directly into the sun but yeah well no don't stare at it but face towards it with your (laughs) eyes closed indeed have a nice breath don't get don't blind yourself that would not be good um but um yeah and that that lands on your stimulates the pineal glands which then will start to regulate your melatonin levels which then help your sleep rhythm. So really there's that real, if you're on your lunch break, don't work through your lunch break, get outside and face towards the sun with your sunglasses on, if there is any. Um, so that's, those are like things, little hacks that you can do if you're, you, if you're looking after your kind of 
sleep hygiene and coming mm. off screens, not having sugar or caffeine or alcohol. Yeah, so. Yeah, so play and social connection. And that was um, really interesting because like we know this, but when you, you're hearing it through a neuroscience perspective, it's like, oh, okay, like this is actually it really doesn't feel important. so frivolous, does it? Yeah. Um, because, yes, yeah, sort of joy stimulates the reward centers of the brain. And, and so that releases dopamine, yeah. um, which is actually, you know, so it's, it, it's giving you what you, what alcohol is taking away, essentially. Yeah. And the more that you are stressed, the less creative thought you have and the left and everything becomes very narrow and so again it's like you know the prefrontal cortex is where you make all your creative ideas and you're kind of you can make decisions and you can think about different things that goes offline when Mm. you're when you're stressed and so as you said earlier you know it's going to force your yourself into relying upon you know in bed unconscious thought patterns patterns and habits and so you know you're much more likely to to uh to drink yeah and the way I like to think of that of that bit as well is that the prefrontal cortex is where all the good stuff lives that doesn't do you bad stuff yeah so it's like it's not the quick fix easy mm. hit the fuck it button to get a knee jerk thing but actually working with it is where all the self-compassion all the compassion mm. the states of flow all of that transcendent stuff as well and feelings of connection Mm-mm. so we've got to kind of almost and it's all very people might go oh well it's all very well saying that but if I am stuck in this what can I do and it's like well that's when you take you do you do something and then that it's almost like that fake it to you make it yeah. get out in nature and then that will kickstart that bit of the brain and then you you'll be looping on that right yeah yeah and 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 connection as well you know that is is a human need and we've talked about this a lot you know which has obviously um been very problematic in the pandemic and and the fact that you know your brain shrinks like your your neuro kind of connectors your synapses shrink Mm. you know when you don't have connection with other people but again like and and the fact that if you get rejected which is why it can feel Mm. so scary to to get sober is because if you get rejected it is like physical pain Mm. um and again which is why sober communities and are so important because it's like you as you as much as that feels like you're losing your belonging to the pack of drinkers you are also being included and you know taken in by the pack of non-drinkers yeah um yeah and I thought just going back on play I found that really interesting too because it was a real thing for me that like I literally had no joy Mm. like I didn't find anything fun when Mm. I was drinking and I was so surprised when I got sober and I became a real dick again, <laughs> you know, and would like just be really stupid with the kids and stuff mm. like that. Like I just didn't take myself sit. I don't take myself as seriously anymore, mm. which is a really beautiful kind of thing I didn't know. But actually, that's my brain yeah. getting what it needs. Yeah. And that that in that um play thing, I mean. 
this is when you know this we will talk about this in another podcast but this kind of those elements of happiness the science of happiness yeah essentially being what can affect that bit in our in our brain and boost those levels um to speak to this bit to to help us with triggers to help us with healing our brains essentially the sort of the the things the 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 keys to them are those things that there are practices that then we can do to boost to build those muscles yeah um so they stop being this kind of um almost academic exercise like I love the academic stuff and I love the you know you are you and me could talk for hours about this stuff right yeah often do like we have done for the last few years <laughs> but in terms of them being yeah that those pra- those practical keys so you know the mm. play and um, when I'm thinking back on it is like okay joining the musical theatre society and getting over my need to be cool I mean I know that ship sailed a long time ago I'm aware of that <laughs> but you know there was that yeah. thing with oh, my, yeah, my Brighton friends which was like there were musicians it's like why would you do that that's like super embarrassing it's like oh no my brain is shrinking the pack has turned away from me it's like yeah however I'm hanging out with lots and lots of fabulous gay men and doing musical theatre now so that was fine yeah that pack thing is so important isn't it and it reminded me of something I was talking to uh Bryony my yoga teacher about yesterday um and we were talking about facilitating and anxiety and all the stuff <clears throat> that's going on at the moment. And yeah, I, I said that I'd mentioned on our live on mm. Monday that I have a real, because you'd said, oh, what is the tool that you use? And I'd said, actually, and I, I sort of feel a bit of a bore because I keep saying saying it, but it's obviously it's such a big tool for me, is to get into that hot room and to practice yoga with people mm. and I breathe together. So as an animal, my nervous system feels safe. Yeah. Um, and, and that could be any kind of class, I think. It could be any kind of group process. Obviously, yoga has that benefit because it works directly on that, on a kind of, nervous system regulation and the, and that sort of stuff directly um and she said to me yeah because also that means you don't have to lead you have somebody else and I was like that's so true that then somebody holds the space you feel like there's an alpha in charge mm. which is again incredibly nurturing yeah. and I was thinking of that in the wider terms okay we you know, we have that in terms of our jobs, uh, you know, when we host meetings and stuff. But I was thinking about it in terms for everyone, like if you're a parent or a carer, you're often alpha of your pack, you know, and so therefore you need other people to hold space for you, mm. i.e. sober communities, those lovely, you know, healing yoga spaces, those group connections where you just have somebody else in charge for a bit and how that's so important for us and I hadn't really put that quite together in that way before mm. yeah that uh yeah <laughs> touches a sensitive tone I think with me yeah because I don't feel like I yeah it's like when we were talking together weren't we about yeah who do you share good times with and who mm. do you yeah that that person that is yeah, that mother nurture figure, I guess. Mm, yeah. so, but interesting that, yeah, you can, it's that kind of, again, it's like building that family of choice, isn't it? And that family rather than family of origin. And like, you know, you having that with your, with yoga is that 
is that thing you know of like yeah of having someone take care of you for a little bit Mm, exactly um which I guess yeah I do have with my my relationship with my um you know shiatsu massage lady because she is a, a therapist as well um but there is something about that group pack um which is like I'm nearly on the verge of re rebooking mm. my my yoga <laughs> they're nearly there mm. um, I was okay. like going to do it and then actually she's on holiday so I was like okay um I'm wondering if there is something in that about you know the paddle boarding as well of having somebody mm. else it's almost like that that space could be a space to learn if it's done well couldn't it I'm just yeah. thinking I'm just throwing paint at the wall here but again it happen with skiing uh, well I'm not surprised <laughs> right that's like that was not that was stretch yeah. zone extreme oh yeah, yeah. that was, that was too nurturing. much stretch zone. no 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 <laughs> Yeah, you need a little, you yeah. need something more gentle. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, going, I mean, I remember when I went to Amanda Grace's, you know, retreat in in Ireland and I did that creative mm. retreat, that was incredibly um, strong in terms of, yeah, being held with by other women and having that, that group experience. Um, and I am, you know, mm gonna go to my Miami soon and be with like 600 women in recovery so there There we go go. stop moaning man (laughs) 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 poor old you no 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 Um, but you know I get it it's that that day-to-day thing but it's so good that it's amazing you got to no but it's good it's good to remind myself of that like Mm. it's good to remind yourself that sometimes it might not be immediate do you know what I mean Mm. but if you know that it's going to happen and that's really reassuring as well it's like okay I can hold on and I think again that's why kind of um yeah you know the pandemic and now the kind of the war situation in Ukraine it is unnerving because you do it's that uncertainty isn't it of making plans or you know because it does help it helps with those feelings when you know you've got plans in place it's that kind of irony which we think is like what we want is to be free of like any kind of restrictions or plans or whatever and then actually Mm. you know you can certainly for me you know I can compare that to being you know a stay-at-home mum or being you know or working it was like when I didn't have anything to do with my day you know um I was really lost really Mm. lost yeah and it goes back to our you know those six those mm. six things doesn't it so it's sort of almost like having a good structure or scaffold yeah. um I I I had one from because I've been doing the um happiness facilitator course with the museum of happiness and just finished and that that there's three things so they pick out uh, just a simple recipe of three things in the day for that happiness mental health thing Mm. which all connect with the ones that you did in your neuroscience one last night so the ones that that they've picked out are the three p's pleasure purpose and peace so the pleasure um the pleasure aspect of that being the joy play uh you know nurture flow state that kind of togetherness so that's what what's what can you do today to give you pleasure 
um the purpose which is again that could be that flow it could be creative endeavors or meaning um it could be those random acts of kindness that feel like you're plugging into the community or working with your values could also be like sorting out your pantry or you know it could be like getting shit done just something that gives you a sense of achievement isn't it something you can like ticking off a list that's Mm. that sense of purpose isn't it yeah you're totally right yeah that could be just yeah the washing right Mm. that's a sense of anyway don't even go that (laughs) (laughs) obviously touched a nerve with me yeah okay and then that sense of peace so again Mm. I mean for me that feeds into sleep rest resting and restoring that's that that's that yin piece to the the yang of purpose almost of the resting could be the the nervous system regulation it's the sleep bit it's just anything that brings us down isn't it so that's what lights us up and what brings us down and what grounds us in reality as well of that yeah, yeah and those can here. be interconnected I think as well I was just thinking back um you know so I'm going to uh the other day I'm going to um I'm going to Latitude Festival this year um if I can and um and so I was like, oh, I might e- email them and see if they, you know, what provisions they have for a- alcohol-free drinks um, and, um, you know, safe spaces for people, you know, that are in recovery. Um, and I was chuckling to myself. So it gave me a lot of pleasure because I was like, mm. like, I wonder if anyone will respond. Ha, 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 kind of thing. Um, yeah. And then I got um, and I put it on Instagram just to sort of because I was like ha 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 you know um (laughs) and then it was forwarded on to someone who um then got in contact who sort of runs the wellness area at Latitude and they were like this is really interesting subject and we really love you to you know to talk to you more about it and potentially for you to come and speak that's amazing (laughs) amazing at the festival and so and it did it was like those kind of moments it ticked loads of because it was like activism like tick so it made me feel like I had purpose I got pleasure from having Mm. making a new connection so I made like a couple of really interesting connections through that um and there was that sort of sense of peace of like, okay, I've done, I've done my bit today, kind yeah. of thing, um, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, so isn't like that little... interesting? Yeah. That well, I was going to say, I wonder if we have like once we start exploring this stuff and being curious about it, mm. that we can get really skillful at going and actually, that's a real power ball. That's like Leclerc kind of yeah. Yeah. feeling isn't it it's not just floating around there it's not like a well I just really need my shiatsu massage well that might be, even though that could be like a mass one but it was like yeah. well since that hit all yeah. of them <laughs> I love it and like and I had a <coughs> so I had a couple of meetings around it and I I felt like so loads of exchanges around loads of different topics and about kind of moving the conversation around you know addiction in the UK and and sort of the importance of early intervention and and bringing together like the old school kind of modalities of like 12 step and you know and 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 rehab and kind of like the new school of like you know our conversations and early intervention and you know the work that Millie does and just you know making yeah sobriety and we had a very interesting chat Mm -hmm. around language and around um you know is being alcohol free and sober um the same thing yeah which was a very interesting it's very interesting 
um, um yeah anyway for another time but mm-hmm. I came off that call and I was like hi yeah, I was like proper buzzing I was like yeah like I could have talked about <sighs> it like all day because it mm. just fed into that like yeah to that like yeah like meaning like boom and that and again it's like that's not for everyone mm. like that that might be for someone else that might be you know cooking or mm. spending time with their aging parent or you know going out in the garden it's like whatever feeds you but for me it is that kind of activism mm. space that you know feeds my soul so it was very like okay I need more of that like I need more of the big conversations and getting people in the room and just being like yeah what what told you what did you notice Mm, that made you realize that that's what you need um because I well I was genuinely happy Mm. um and I didn't feel any fear Mm. Um, and yeah I had a sense of of grounding like a sense of direction I guess Mm, I love that good coaching question Kate Ah, happy in zone in that kind of flow space mm. interestingly because it was that happy spot with that Michal Cheeks and Mihai stuff yeah. isn't it? of like stretch zone but not but happy and also connectivity. connectivity yeah because exactly. I think like what I mean obviously I've been harping on about this a lot recently but I forgot how social a person I am um until this whole situation and yeah I've always had loads of friends I've always had loads of stuff going on and loads of different like voices in my life and different kind of um yeah Mm. opinions and being able to feed off that so yeah it was that thing of like making new friends it was just like oh I met new people like it was the same when we started working with the coaching academy and you know we we started doing having conversations I was like oh I've got you know new people new things yeah like it's that novel thing that we we need don't we to keep that uh, you know habit change yeah that was really interesting actually because they were that was again on the neuroscience um, mm. course talking about there's a part of the brain, you probably know this. Mm. Um, the eudomic, hedonic. No, it's the, the, it's the ACC, the anterior oh, yeah. cingulate cortex, yeah. um, which is about, you know, making things exciting, novelty, yeah. um, you know, mirror neurons, so feeding off other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also around, yeah, effort and ward and, and dopamine um and what's interesting is is yeah looking after that that part of your brain and then that's the thing that quite often um can um trip people up in sobriety is that yeah things just get sort of stagnant yeah they get tired you find a tool that works and you use it yeah which is brilliant and then you're like oh sobriety is not working anymore and it, that's when it's that variety is the spice of life yes isn't it that you have to in, in uh, yeah introduce novelty to keep things yeah because basically you've become dopamine resistant to a particular mm. tool <laughs> so you yeah. need to have another one yeah um, and part part of that was because she did that um, test you know when you 
you have something and perhaps there's two words that are the same and you just miss it out because your brain knows how to read and it will miss out mm. the double the or whatever so um that part of the brain also sort of discounts things um that are not relevant mm. so it can be um yeah it can be a, a tricky area of the brain to navigate because it's some it's looking for novelty but at the same time it's it's not necessarily like for Seeing example the options if, yeah for example yeah. if you haven't drank for a while it'd be like oh that'd be novel to do to yeah, with yeah, forgetting yeah. um but it's also um yeah it it isn't it's only an experience you know this is I remember this in philosophy when I was studying philosophy at university you know that actually our brains we don't experience reality it's just a perception mm. um you know so we can change our perceptions and then we mm. can change our experiences which is what all neuroplasticity is all about yeah um you know and that's that's what's so interesting isn't it and and again mm. it's like we go we get so into comparison with other yeah. people and it's like oh I should like mm. this or I should do this and or like I found that film really moving I can't and it's just like well that's your own perception of yeah. that experience not everyone has the same you know so I have like interestingly when we first started this podcast today I what, 15 hours ago <laughs> 150 years ago <laughs> I had that the fact that I was thinking about philosophy at university, weirdly, right? And I was thinking about how much I hated it. I hated it. I hated it too much. I thought they were all intellectually masturbating and it really upset me. I remember slamming my fist down on the table and shouting at everyone and storming out, right? And then, you know, I think I was recommended to counselling sort of shortly after that. <laughs> but um, it was this... You know that there was the one that was like I think therefore I am. Is that Descartes? I can't remember. Yeah. One of one of those. One of those disembodied, mm. rationalist white men. Yeah. Do I need to say more? I'm like, <laughs> okay. So that whole thing about you know being our perceptions is like, yeah. But then for me, that used to trigger me. That used to make me feel mm. very unsafe because I was like, I don't know yeah. that I can trust my thoughts, and therefore what's real is a proper trauma trigger for me. Mm -hmm. And so again, this embodied thing about what we were talking about, John Kabat-Zinn saying, actually, because we're like that in the West, maybe we should call mindfulness heartfulness. Mm. That somatic, the grounding, the centering, the being with you know ourselves, others, connection. And that embodied piece is the piece that then makes sense of that for me yeah. and makes it all all right. Yeah, it's so true. It's, it's so true. And I do think there's a gender piece there, mm. um, you know, trusting yourself and, you know, and, and, and things like being, um, you know, oh gosh, I can't think there's a term now, um, something to do with light gaslight gaslit you know being mm. shut down in your own thoughts you know that's something that a lot of people have had experiences of you know mm. and you do you you start to mistrust mm. that but and again it's that thing of like I just think it's the most wicked amazing thing that the gut has yeah has neurons like the gut tells your brain <laughs> stuff no. the gut knows you know and it's like and also that so that's sort of that sense that female sense 
or your yeah. own sense and you know and trusting that trusting yeah. the gut yeah trusting the gut mm. Mm. so um finishing up what's your tip of the day and your reason to love sober my reason to love sober is the continuing learning says that um and I love that I think it's what you said about that kind of the it goes into the novel space um and it's being able to sit with the kind of the flat line long enough to come out the other side I don't know, you know, it could be the wintering, could be the, you know, coming spring, but I definitely feel myself coming online again. And I haven't been online for a little bit. And it's just that beautiful process. It's like, wow, this is just amazing, really. Mm. And who knew, you know? So that's, I think that is my reason to love sober. And my tip of the day would be, I think, hmm, to ask yourself, what yeah the three p's i think maybe can i what can i what what is in my day that will give me pleasure what is could be a really small thing that gives me purpose what can i tick off that will just make me feel like i've achieved something and what will give me my peace today mm. just rest yeah i find those quite challenging questions gotta say do you yeah they feel quite weighty to me i'm like oh. pleasure fuck what's that god i don't know cup of tea yeah, and it's the it is the reminder that they, mm. they they don't have to be massive things. They can just so, be re, so it's mindful. Maybe like taking it. What what can you do today to make things as small as possible in terms of like what micro things? How tiny can your joy be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cup of tea. My purpose is literally. Yeah, put some clicking socks on. the wash, <laughs> clicking the washing machine on. That's it. And um, my sense of peace is to just shut the door. You know, it's yeah. that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, for me, tip of the day. Well, we talked about this on the live on Monday. So if you don't know, we do a live pretty much every Monday on Instagram at our at lovesober.cic account at 12.30 UK time. Um, and we were talking about news and um, that news can be a tool of self-harm for some people, m- myself included, mm. and um, that it's OK to give yourself permission to to not watch the news at the yes. moment. Yeah. Um, because we've been talking about stress and, you know, putting just make sure you look after yourself, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you always say, it's like you will know if you need to know. You you will know. Yeah, um, you'll find you out. You don't need to watch 24-hour news cycles by people that are paid to make things. Pump it out. Yeah, make you feel yeah. scared. Yeah, and make you want to buy the next thing because you're in a, yeah, because you're in a trick, you're in a trauma state yeah. at that point, dysregulated. So you've got to, you're in fight, flight, reaching for the next copy or the next button. It's, yeah. it's designed, it's designed this way. Yeah. Um, and my reason to love sober. Um, my. Yeah, yeah, it's just options, isn't it? It's options, I think. Um, everything were, like I just didn't have options. Mm. Everything was very narrow in my life. And now it's like, 
yeah and as the same it's starting to get slowly sort of open up again it's like going for a swim on a Sunday morning you know like I would never have done that and even that is just amazing so it doesn't have to be the big things it's just those little reminding yourselves of the the gifts you give yourself mm. really yeah just on so I saw this thing yesterday just quickly on in terms of the Ukraine um and it was this lovely little bit lovely image and what it was was there's um a Russian soldier had surrendered in Ukraine and the there were some people giving him a cup of tea and someone had lent him if his, uh, their phone to phone his mum. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, that's like really yeah. touched me. I thought, that's really lovely. That's what we all really need, isn't it? A cup of tea and a bit of connection. Yeah. Um, okay. If um, you oh, like, was... I was going to say, if you like what we're talking about, the themes, like I said, we are doing... Uh, we're picking up themes from our book, Love Yourself Sober, a self-care guide to alcohol-free living for busy mothers. And you can get it from all bookshops. Um, they can order it in for you. Or if they're not, if it's not there, or you can buy it from... I just opened up Instagram. Not that I wasn't listening to you at all, but <laughs> slightly more startling. Yeah. And I just, someone had uh, put up an image of our book on Instagram this morning. And I said, yay, smiley face. And this person had, has responded, I've listened to part one already. I can't wait to re-listen with my notebook. This book is life. Amazing. With a heart, Woo-hoo. with a sparkly in. So oh, thank you very much, you. Sober Life underscore for me. Um, mm. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, and uh, look after yourselves. You look know? after yourselves. Reach out if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, all the stuff we say every week. But, you know, get in touch, yeah. send up a flare. Um, you're not alone. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next week for more chat.